You're listening to the weekly sermon from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org. The scripture reading for today is taken from the book of Genesis, chapter 18, verses 9 through 15. They said to him, Where is your wife, Sarah? And he said, There, in the tent. Then one said, I will surely return to you in due season, and your wife, Sarah, shall have a son. And Sarah was listening at the tent entrance behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, advanced in age. It had ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. So Sarah laughed to herself, saying, After I have grown old and my husband is old, shall I be fruitful? The Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Shall I indeed bear a child now that I am old? Is anything too wonderful for the Lord? At the set time I will return to you in due season, and Sarah shall have a son. But Sarah denied, saying, I did not laugh for she was afraid. He said, yes, you did laugh. <laughs> the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Early in my ministry, my very first appointment was at Metropolitan United Methodist Church in Detroit on Woodward Avenue. And I'll never forget this one Sunday. The senior pastor was preaching, and there was a younger man in the congregation, and he was very vocal in response to what the preacher was saying. And so the pastor would say something, and he would say, Hallelujah! And the pastor would say something else, and he would say, Amen! And the pastor would keep preaching, preach it, pastor, and back and forth, preach it, pastor, amen, hallelujah, until finally the senior pastor said, I'm just going to say this one more thing and then I'll be done. Hallelujah! <laughs> and then he said, oh, that's not what I meant. <laughs> At the next church I served, uh, Britain Grace, which is incredibly different from inner city Detroit, it's out in Lenaway County in farmland, and uh, at that church, we had a pavilion in the back behind the church. And so on Labor Day, we would worship out in the pavilion, and we would have a blessing of the animals service. And so everyone would bring their animals, and I would ask what their animal's name was, and I would bless the animal until the Wagner family came up with their dog. And I said, what is your dog's name? And they said, Amy. I thought about maybe asking the kids who are with us this morning if they had any jokes to tell, but then I remembered the story that my husband's mom tells about when he was a kid and they had a children's sermon and at the children's sermon the pastor asked the kids, do you have a joke that you want to share? And my husband raised his hand and said, yes, what would won't float? This is a groaner. And they said, I don't know, and he said, Natalie would. Hence, I'm not asking for jokes. <laughs> 
Now, my family only knows one joke, my, my family of, of birth origin. And I'm sure that I probably actually told it to you before at some point because we only know one joke. <clears throat> my mom would tell it, my dad would tell it, they would tell it to each other and crack each other up. And um, the night before my wedding, our rehearsal, my dad and I are talking and he says, don't worry, we won't cry when we, I walk you down the aisle because we're criers, I know. That's news. Uh, but he said, don't worry, I have a joke. I'm going to tell you a joke. And I'm like, oh, we learned a new joke, okay? So we start walking down the aisle, and my dad starts to tell the joke, and it's the only joke that my family knows. <laughs> and then he starts to cry, and I start to cry, and he can't remember the punchline of the joke. But fortunately, <laughs> I could, so he had gotten out what do you get when you cross Lassie and a pit bull? And I was able to say, a dog that will bite your arm off and then go for help. <laughs> we only know one joke. <laughs> Laughter is a good thing. It feels good. It's good for us. Research says it doesn't just improve our moods. It can reduce stress. It can help fight infection and reduce pain. The levels of the two stress hormones, cortisol and epinephrine, uh, which suppress the body's immune system, actually drop after a dose of laughter. Laughter causes positive changes in brain chemistry. It releases endorphins and brings more oxygen into the body with the deeper inhalations. Laughter relieves anger, fear, guilt, anxiety, tension. Now, I know we're not supposed to go and do research on line about health issues and everything, and we're supposed to avoid WebMD, but sometimes I just can't help myself because I'm a hypochondriac. But also, um, I was doing some research. I wanted to find some of the benefits of laughter, and so I Googled, and of course, WebMD came up, and I couldn't help myself. I read it, and it says that uh, we can change physiology when we laugh. We stretch our muscles throughout our face and body. Our pulse and blood pressure goes up. We breathe faster, sending more oxygen to our tissues. Laughter can be a mild workout. It can boost your heart rate with, when you combine laughter with moving your arms. It takes 10 minutes on a rowing machine for the heart rate to reach the level it would after just one minute of hearty laughter. It also burns calories. Now, Norman Cousins, who's the author of Anatomy of an Illness as uh, Perceived by the Patient, suffered from inflammatory arthritis, and he wrote about how he found that 10 minutes of hearty guffawing while watching Marx Brothers movies brought him two hours of pain-free sleep. Did you know that the average four-year-old laughs 300 times a day? The average adult laughs four times a day. Scripture has a lot to say about laughter. Ecclesiastes tells us there's a time to weep and a time to laugh. Proverbs 17.22 says, A joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. The Beatitudes from Luke says, Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. And Psalm 126 says, Then our mouth was filled with laughter, and our tongue with shouts of joy. Then they said among the nations, The Lord has done great things for them. <coughs> Job 8.21 says, 
He will once again fill your mouth with laughter and your tongue with shouts of joy. Excuse me. Thank you. I'm going to say that again. <clears throat> Job 8.21 says, He will once again fill your mouth with laughter and your tongues with shouts of joy. But when it comes to Scripture, the one about laughter that I like the best is the story of Sarah, the one that Mary just read for us. <coughs> Sarah, who was once Sarai, was married to Abraham, who was once Abram. God had a special relationship with Sarai and Abram and made a covenant with you. The covenant was that I will be your God and you will be my people. And as a result of that covenant, God gave them new names, Sarah and Abraham. And God promised to make a great nation out of their offspring. The only problem was that wasn't happening. Years went by and there was no offspring. <coughs> So Sarah decided to take matters into her own hands, and she gave Abraham a concubine, and Ishmael was born. But the only problem was the covenant was between Abraham and Sarah. So Sarah is in her 90s, and she overhears God and God's messengers tell Abraham that she's going to have a baby. What does she do? She laughs. What would you do? I'd laugh if it happened in my 40s, but at 90? Sarah then denies that she laughed. Maybe she's embarrassed. Maybe she doesn't want God to get the wrong idea. And, her and the response from God, is there nothing too wonderful for God? Scholars look at this passage and they talk about how Sarah was closed off to God's possibilities, how she'd given up and was hopeless, resigned to a closed future, They'll talk about how she embraced the call, the covenant, from the beginning, and then rejected it. But I'd like to read it differently. Sarah was a human being who'd been defeated for much of her life. In that day, a woman's identity, their social worth, was all wrapped up in whether or not she was producing heirs. I imagine, after some time, she found a groove she learned to live with her disappointment. She made a new life for herself, moved forward in her sadness over not living up to the calling. And then, when she thinks she has nothing left to do but die, she learns that she's pregnant. It's kind of funny. God really does have a sense of humor. Why did Sarah laugh? The wonder of it all? Maybe she laughed because she was old. Maybe it was a laugh of disbelief, or maybe she laughed because the idea was silly. Maybe she laughed because for the first time since God gave them this calling, she was happy. She was truly happy. Maybe that was the first time that she laughed in years. Maybe it was one of those laughs that soon turned to tears as she felt overwhelmed by God's gift. Faith is not a reasonable thing that fits into the normal scheme of life and perception. Humor reflects the immediate incongruities of life. Faith reflects the ultimate ones. Humor is a prelude to faith. It recognizes the mysteries of life and opens us up to them. 
Humor is a reflection of the faith statement that God is with us. The wonder of God's grace is something that can be surprising and overwhelming. It can certainly bring great joy and laughter. Think about it. How many of you laughed as Megan prayed and the baby talked? I laughed. We laugh when, we, when, when babies start to speak, when they start to giggle, when they start to babble. It brings laughter. We laugh at the wonder of a child. We chuckle at the newness of the life that we see in nature when a bird just finds its wings or a frog jumps across a tree. We giggle when we're excited and something wonderful is going to happen, like a wedding or a surprise party. We laugh when we are impressed by the words that come out of a child's mouth. We laugh when we are with our friends, with people with whom we can truly be ourselves. We giggle when we have an exciting secret that we're bursting to tell. Laughter is a perfectly wonderful response to God's blessings because laughter itself is a blessing. When Sarah gives birth to her son, she names him Isaac, which means to laugh. And she says, God has brought laughter to me. Everyone who hears will laugh. So laugh. It's good for you. It, it's a way to celebrate God's goodness. It, it's a joyful expression of our response to what we think is impossible when nothing is impossible for God. Since my family only knows one joke, I put out on Facebook a request for jokes. These are some of the ones that I received back. John Leese said, why couldn't Noah play cards? All the animals were sitting on the deck. <laughs> Reverend Brent McCummins asked, do any of you know where Moses was when the lights went out? In the dark. Sean Wood said, what do you call a cheese that not, that's not yours? Nacho cheese. And Declan Hoffman submitted three. I'd tell you the joke about a towel, but it's a little dry. I'd tell you the joke about a piece of paper, but it's terrible. I'd tell you the joke about the airplane, but it would go right over your head. Hallie Gazelle said, want to hear a joke about pizza? No, it's too cheesy. My favorite was from a parishioner at the church with a dog named Amy. And he said, what do you call the verbal jabs from a Methodist action figure? Wesley Snipes. <laughs> but of all the things that I saw on social media this week that made me laugh, this one won the internet. I watched it every day and laughed every day. Maybe you saw it.
time to get things started on the most sensational, inspirational, celebrational, motivational. My great thanks to Steve Thomas for making that happen for me and uh, so that we could share it because, like I said, it made me laugh. I'm going to just hold on to that, and whenever I need to laugh, I'm going to laugh. Laughter will strengthen our faith. It will help us to express our joy, and it just feels good. So my prayer is that may your laughter be a joyful expression of your faith. May it remind you of God's blessings every day. Amen. You've been listening to the weekly sermon from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org.